It's time for Zack of all trains. It's time for Zack of all trains. It's time for Zack of all trains. Hoops edition of Zack of all trains. Yes, it is. Sorry for that uh, weird musical intro. But hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zack of All Trades, a free-flowing show about any and everything featuring some of my favorite people and the awesome stories that come with them. I am coming to you live from the Hand Me Down studio in eastern North Carolina. And today, everybody, is a very special, somewhat different episode. Today is the very first ever Hoops edition of Zack of All Trades. For a lot of you that know me, you know I'm a big sports fan, particularly a big fan of the uh, the round ball, the hardwood. Both those things kind of sounded weird. It's okay. It's I'm talking about basketball. All right, people. And uh, and today is the very first edition of me getting on here using my platform to project my opinions on sports. Uh, some of them are really great. Some of them are really bad. I can let you decide, but they're my opinions all the same. And in, in this episode, I'm accompanied by uh, my partner in crime when it comes to basketball, TJ Foy. We get into a lot of things in this conversation. Uh, one thing to note before we get started, I, although we are both, let me say this, although we're both objective basketball fans, we do have our favorites. Myself, as many of you may know, big Dallas Mavericks fan, TJ Foy, my good friend, big fan of the Phoenix Suns, whether he wants to admit it or not. However, we do have pretty objective opinions when it comes to the game and and players as a whole, and we get into a little bit of everything. We talk about uh, our, you know, the state of the game in general. We talk about um, you know, moving forward and how you know maybe how the playoffs and the whole bubble situation will work. Because this episode I actually recorded it a few weeks ago, and uh, didn't actually end up uploading it mainly because I wasn't entirely sure if the NBA actually was going to kick back off, if we were actually going to get basketball again. And I mentioned that actually in the conversation, that I wasn't too keen on whether or not the season was going to come back. However, uh, seeing, as, seeing as things look very, very much like the season's coming back, I figured what better time to drop this episode of me and my boy talking about the NBA than absolutely right now. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is, the very first ever Hoops edition of Zach of All Trades featuring TJ Foy. Here we go. What was the story you were telling me? What was Skip saying about Lillard? Skip was saying that, uh, like, Dame obviously is, like, excuse me, uh, that Dame was clearly one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. but whenever he said he was going to sit out, um, if they restarted, if they didn't have a real chance, he mm-hmm. sounded real entitled. <laughs> and then he was saying that when you look at, like, I know you've hit big shots, but what have you actually accomplished? Right. And he's not accomplished anything. Has not accomplished anything. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, cool. <laughs> did he win? Who do you win? What was that? That was AD. Was he hurt? Uh, Actually, you know what? AD's Rookie Year actually wasn't as spectacular. No. Like, it's compared like to what he points. does now. Yeah, it was like 20 yeah, points. Yeah, it was not really much. Yeah, Dame had a really good year, though. Right. So this is the very first episode that we're going to do of NBA topics and NBA takes. Uh, anyone who's listening to me is going to have to get used to me giving my terrible... Or at times, um, almost like you know, what's someone who like can like can see things down the line, can predict the future, almost like a genie, a fortune teller, or a fortune teller ish takes. Because I had takes that were ice cold up until about like two years ago, and then they got piping hot 
with absolute truth. So I'm going to bless you, and I'm, I'm going to bless TJ, and I'm going to bless everyone listening with my five essential NBA takes. These are the, to get a kind of a mindset of how I look at the NBA and the way I think, these are the five things that I know in my heart to be absolutely factual. And if you don't like it, that's a perfectly fine, because you probably will disagree. A lot, a lot of people probably disagree. Number one take, until I see something otherwise, LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. Personally, from we talked about this earlier, the fact that he has been, since he left Miami in 2015 and has played for Cleveland and the Los Angeles Lakers, the fact that he has not had a single year where he's been the MVP, baffling to me. Has only missed the finals one year due to an injury season. Also riddled not just him, but the rest of his team absolutely just diminished. And now, I mean, look, I'm never going to wonder why people like Giannis. It's never going to surprise me. But until I actually see someone like, man, I just don't think LeBron can ever beat that guy. I just don't see anyone that is that is in that situation. What do you think? You know, uh, obviously when LeBron first moved back to Cleveland, I was one of the guys, I remember you at the time were not crazy about LeBron. I was like, no, I've seen it. I know what he's all about. Everyone was still kind of... Still shaking it off because he won the two championships, but he lost to Dallas. People never want to forgive him. Yeah. And then they just got blown to the floor by San Antonio. But as soon as he went back to Cleveland, I was like, nope, it's a wrap again. They're better than everybody, and they were going to win it. That You saw the Kyrie, the Kevin Love stuff, conspiracies, you know, they, they'd have won. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that night in the Hooters was like one of the funnest nights ever. We were, uh, we spent um, June 19th, 2016, I believe, the date. The only reason I remember that is because. I always get a timeline pop up because that day we went and played basketball and I hit somebody with quite possibly the greatest pump fake ever. So good, in fact, that um, he bit so hard that he hit me right in my face and I bit through my own lip. So I spent the rest of the day with a napkin to my lip, like, <laughs> and we all got together and we were watching Game 7 in the Hooters because we, we had went to Buffalo Wild Wings. It was like our spot to watch the games and stuff like that. And every time we would go, they would lose. I believe we went for Isaiah's birthday as well. Isaiah's birthday was the same night yep. as Game 7. Shout out to Isaiah. You know who you are. Um, so we, we go, we keep going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, man, they keep they keep losing. Like, we can't. I'm like, all right, it's Game 7. We, we can't go back. And I think, it was it I that suggested we go to Hooters? I'm honestly not sure. But, you know, I didn't want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings anymore. I'd seen enough. I was like, we can't go there. We saw, like, Andrew Bogut going off at the B-dubs. We're like, this is absurd. So we, we, we hop in. The, we So I'm busted lip and all, going to the Hooters, rocking a Dirk Nowinski jersey. Shout out to Dirk Nowinski. Um, Nowitzki, I can't have that on record, me saying his name wrong. It's Dirk Nowitzki, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> rocking the Nowitzki jersey, napkin on my lip, bleeding through my mouth, and it's our table with about nine people rooting for the Cavs, the whole building, everyone else, pulling for the Warriors. And it was just like, oh, it was everything we were just hated about, like the casual fan or whatever at the time. Just people tuning in because they see the Sports Center highlights, and it's like, you guys don't know anything. Oh my God, it was so annoying. And, and what was the fun atmosphere is that anytime something happened, it was just, yeah, it was like a crazy moment. And man, when they won, we were just like, Oh my god! Ah! Like the whole, it was just quiet. Everybody was silent in the room, man. And we were just celebrating like crazy. 
So anyways, that's my first take. Until I see... And I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. Speaking of LeBron, another modern player that I have a take on. A lot of people, and this is not just like, you know, Twitter idiots. Like, high up people in the media oftentimes will say, Steph Curry changed the game with three-point shot. Changed the game, changed the way the game is played, all this hullabaloo. Alright? I'm here to tell you it's not true. And I can tell you why. The players in the NBA, especially this year, that have dominated this season, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and you can even go as far as to say like Luka Doncic, right? Would you categorize any of those guys as three-point shooters? No, I wouldn't. Kawhi, mid-range god, LeBron point forward. Luka appears to be a three-point shooter, but he really isn't. Like When you look at his numbers statistically shooting from three, it's not great. They all shoot more threes now, though. See, but I don't think... But see, even that, though, I don't think that's a product of the Warriors. And by the way, I think the biggest misconception about the Warriors is that they were a three-point shooting team. They weren't a three-point shooting team. They were a fast-break team. You Mm -hmm. look back, the four years that they were pretty much on top, like 2015 to 2019, every single year they led the league in fast-break points, pace, everything. They were looking to get the quickest shot. And they utilized guys like Steph and Clay. That because normally when you have a fast-paced offense, you're looking to get the quickest layup that you can get. Yeah. They had the ability to take. We're going to take the quickest three we can find, and it's actually still a good shot, even though it's three, four seconds into the shot clock. And actually, the three-point shot has proved not to be as effective by teams like Houston, teams like the the Trailblazers. Like these guys do nothing but jack threes, and it doesn't work. So. In, in order for him to change the game, it would have to be effective. Like, Jordan changed the game in the way, like, after Jordan came along, because you weren't winning with guards, right? You had to have a center, you had to have a center. But once he came along, you need an athletic wing player. And then from that point on, you had guys like Kobe, you had guys like LeBron, and, and so on and so forth. But, like, to say he changed it, I feel like the three-point generation was ar- it was already on the rise. They certainly took it to another level. I think... They took advantage more of the three-pointer than any other team before them. But, like, you can look back. Like, the threes were steadily on the rise. The Spurs were always a big three-point shooting team. The Mavericks were always a big three-point shooting team. And, like, any time that teams wanted to be, quote, experimental, what was the one thing they would do? They would try shooting more threes. Mm. So I don't think... To say that there's more three-shot now, I don't think you could say is a direct result of that. I just think it's... I think it was going to happen regardless. Well, you know what I said about this thing? Because you had the theory about like uh, the big men and stuff like that. You'll get into that sooner. But like I said that Steph was the reason that those guys aren't playable anymore. Like if you don't, if you have guys that, you know, they just kind of camp around the lane, but yeah. they can't really step out. We saw what happened to like guys like Mozgov whenever they played the Cavs and stuff like that. He basically put an end to that guy mm-hmm. who's not a great shot blocker, but he was just a putback kind of guy. I, I agree with you to an extent, but also on that note, like, do you know the last big man to win the MVP? No, I don't. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Kevin Garnett. Is that 03? In 2003. So if we're being honest, the big man was being phased out long before Steph got here. I think he, you could say he was like the final nail in the coffin. Well, no, Dirk Nowitzki was in 07, but he was far from the prototypical quote-unquote big man. Yeah, I agree. So, like, back-to-the-basket centers. Like, the last one to win it was, like, Tim Duncan in, like, the two early 2000s. But he was still winning championships. You're right. But, I mean, when you look at, like, the best players in the league, and, 
and no disrespect to Tim Duncan, but like you know, it's Pop, it's Parker, it's him, it's Ginobili. It's a little, it's more like you look at Shaq, and it's like he clearly was the catalyst for those Laker oh, yeah. championship teams. Like, yeah, Phil was there, yeah, Kobe was there, but no one's stopping the big fella. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at the Tim Duncan, and it, I think it shows in the fact that he never really went back to back. Like he would win one, and then some time would go on. Then he would win one, and then some time would go on. It was every other year. Or I think it was ninety nine or three or five or seven. Then it was the big hiatus. So he would just kind of like stay yeah. around, you know. And then when they won again, and I'm not saying this was because of him, you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who was kind of like in the new mold of players that we see now that a lot of guys play like. Uh, right place, right time. I agree. <laughs> but you can say the exact same thing about Steph Curry. Not his wins, but as far as like the three-point revolution. Right. Does that make sense? That's what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I, and, and, he, and my thing, because you said he took those guys out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like You can't have the big lumbering guys. They're getting scorched. But if you really changed it, you can't be Kawhi Leonard in this league. You can't be Giannis in this league. You have to shoot. But they don't. They can, but like Giannis is no way a three-point shooter, and he dominates the league. Dominates it. Yeah, but like uh, I see what you're saying. It didn't change the star players, but it changed a lot of the role players. Because even though we've had 3 and D guys, but yeah. like now even Trevor Reese is popping seven threes a game. Marcus Morris is shooting <laughs> six threes a game. And these guys, they were just, you get in the game, you play hard but defense. But you've always had shooters. I mean, like, Red, uh, Kenny Smith had the record for most threes in a finals game. He was never even close to a star player. You could just call that an outlier, though. Is it, or is it honestly, like, the more the, the more the time went on, the three-point shot, there was a higher premium on it, not just due to that, but teams realized, like, you can utilize your role players more effectively with the three than you can like just having them be like a guy like Joe Dumars or like Vinny Johnson, like you know scoring, but like kind of in tougher situations, like like taking more time off the shot clock. Like if today you would never want Marcus Smart to have an ISO situation, but if you swing it to him on a wide open three, you like that. But you would never want Smart taking 15 seconds off the clock on a possession. That's like a terrible possession. I mean, here's where I do agree with you to an extent. Because, like, if you just look at the historical three-point shooters, like, if you go back to the 90s, like, Reggie Miller started taking off high, but then Ray Allen surpassed him. Yeah. And just Steph Curry was just a, a bigger version of that. Yeah. So it just led us to that point with him. But obviously, you still have to be that good at that. You don't just make the Like I said, I'm, I don't. I try the best not to take anything away from him. I think it was the culmination of where the game was going. I think he just sort of solidified it. But to say he himself changed, I think you're shortchanging. Excuse me. I think you're shortchanging history. You're shortchanging like guys like Reggie, guys like Ray, which I'm not going to be the, oh, the 90s guys need more credit. Like, that's not the point. It's just like. First of all, the way evolution, even in the game, really, like, you got to think, like, Le- like LeBron's, the point forward style of play, that wasn't, the seed wasn't put in in the year 2000. It was when people saw Charles Barkley in the early 80s. Yeah. That was 20 years till we saw a guy like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But people are acting like within four years of Steph's prime, now we have a totally different game. That's not the case. No, no, no. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, guys like Barkley, guys like Shaq, like, it wasn't, like, Lamar Odom came way after those guys, and he was like the first kind of germination of that where, like, your best ball handler is one of your biggest players. Mm. And now they're like, everyone has Durant, Kawhi, Giannis, you know, LeBron, Luka. I mean, these guys are handling the rock almost the entire game. Mm. But that that seed was planted when young guys went, Charles Barkley just grabbed the rebound and took it the length of the floor. Mm. It was almost 40 years ago. 
and now we're seeing the the final stage of that. So to say that maybe in like 20 years we can see if he changed it or not, but to say like five years, like come on, that's yeah, I, I get you you're getting that. a little like if honestly in 20 years no one shoots mid range shots anymore, fine, he changed it. He changed it, but that's he, not gonna happen. No one changes the game and then is around to see the change. I think. I think just uh, there like you have to be able to just shoot it at all, like yeah. b- I, with exceptions like Simmons. I don't know why he doesn't. But <laughs> Simmons, another guy, yeah. Yeah, but like most of the people like have to like you saw what happened to Melo for a while there. He just was unwilling to shoot it, and they're right. like, well, that's what we want to do. So mm-hmm. if you don't start shooting the ball, you're gone. And Houston got rid of him like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say he changed it himself, but I mean, he. He made a lot of people lose some jobs, so you know I I can't argue there. Yeah. You know it, the the center position definitely, especially outside of like the superstar realm, and which actually this can lead us into my third take. Really, is that I don't want to say the word irrelevant, so I won't. <laughs> but man, I just feel like in the NBA today, if your best player is a center, you're behind the eight ball. Like, you're gonna have problems. Like, in kind of the vein of, like, how the game has changed, whether with Steph Curry or not, it's like, at the end of games, if a play breaks down and you have to get off a shot and create a shot, name me, like, five centers who can honestly do that. Like, literally just create it? Like, they can, like, top of the key, everyone clear out, I'm gonna get a shot. Not, Not feed me down low... And then I'll get it get, when I'm in my spot and feed me. I'm talking clock is off, break down, top of the key, go. I mean, I really don't want any center, but. And that's my point. And that's, and that's why I think, because I've told you this a numerous amount of times, last year in the playoffs, not a single all star center played in the conference finals. Yep. There wasn't a single one. And I don't think that was an accident. It was because when the playoffs get around, you can't be the whole throw it to the big fella. Like, you got to be like. Embiid was a shot away. He was a shot away. He was, and they may have had been, been successful against the Bucks, but at the end of the day, he didn't. You're right. At the end of the day, they did not. If Embiid was that dominant, it wouldn't have come down did, to the last. Did Jokic year. also go to Game Seven? Yeah, they went to Game Seven with to the to the Trailblazers, yeah. who then got swept in the conference finals. Yeah. So I mean, what do you think the Denver Nuggets would have done against uh, that Golden State team? Obliterated. Obliterated them. Nikola Jokic would have looked completely lost. He did, yeah, he, he he can't guard anyone on the court. Can't guard anybody. And like I said, he doesn't really have a move. He's a great passer. I think he's a great like novelty to the game. I don't disrespect Nikola Jokic, but like when we really like, I mean, he's pretty good in the post. But let me ask you a question. Like, out of with you got Nikola Jokic. Like, I don't think there's a single All Star level guard I would not take over Nikola Jokic. Where do you rank him in like your list of? Players. Like all like players currently. Like is he like he's top twenty, oh, top fifteen? I'm sure he's in the top. I'm sure he's in the top twenty, top but, fifteen maybe. But it's just like. But is that really like a big deal? I mean, it's like Steph, Dame, uh, Westbrook. But like I'm I'm saying I would probably take Donovan Mitchell over him. Like just to have on your team. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you gonna say no? I mean, I definitely get where you're coming from. Like, cause I mean, you can't teach height is what they always say. But at the same time, like man, like the 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 playoffs for like the last thirty years has been about the best wing players, man. Did you would you take Mitchell over Embiid? Because I wouldn't do that one. I think here's the, I think Embiid's the only player, the only center I'll say that I kind of teeter on is because 
you know what's funny about Embiid? I don't think I understood Embiid for a really long time, but then I kind of like started watching his highlights. I'm like, he's actually, you know what it is? He's good for the game. Mm-hmm. A player like that, not center in particular, but a guy just who's that entertaining, that dominant, and that just like almost unflappable to a point. Like he doesn't win a lot. But even when he loses, it doesn't seem like it's like this crushing. I mean, I know he was crying in the. I was like, he was crushed. I, was like, I don't know about everyone else, but. But I'm, it just seems like he always comes back like just as good as he ever was, and I think he's guys like that are good for the game. So I'm glad he's around. But man, at the end of the day, like, if if it's the last shot, you have to feed him in the post. He can't really create. I mean, I agree. The only person that's really in that vein that might be able to would be like Anthony Davis. But we really don't even really know what his position is, if we're being honest. Yeah. Is he a power forward? Is he a center? Is he, like, almost uh, a small yeah, forward? I would throw it to Davis before I throw it to both of them. Unquestionably. So, and, 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 and the whole throwing it to him thing is where I just kind of get... Because it's sometimes... I'd give it to him, whatever you want to say. Well, here's my thing. If, if someone's doubling Embiid in the post and Simmons is up top, you're done. <laughs> the Sixers are done! And he's got the ball by himself up top and, Sim- and Embiid's doubled... You win. Well, game. that's not completely Embiid's fault that his team is not structured. That, that's fine, but that's the indictment of the center. Is that if you can't do more than go to your spot and hold your hand up, you're always going to have trouble in the playoffs. Always. Guys like Steph can create something out of nothing. LeBron can create something out of nothing. Kawhi, he doesn't really even create anything. He just goes, I'm going to go here and I'm going to score there, and you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, true. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. You know? And it's just, he's just not like that. Mm. And no center's really like that. And then, and to the point you said about Embiid and Jokic especially, I think the gap between Embiid and the next center is like a mile. Like, the Embiid's probably the only center I would entertain in my top ten. Really? Yes. There's some people who think Jokic is better than Embiid. I don't. No, it's but not I, true. I, just, I just read that No, lot. it's not true. Um, Embiid is so much more dominant. Oh, absolutely. And, again, it, it's the novelty, man. It's the same thing people did. Like, obviously Steph backed it up, but when he first kind of came onto the scene... Everyone was just on it because it was something new. We didn't see anything like that. And everyone was like, he's the best. It's like, he's not. He eventually kept it up and kept being great. But it was, I think people just get caught up in like the, I think Damien kind of has that same thing. Like people just get caught up in like this new kind of flavor. Like, and it's like, we see that LeBron does this all the time. Durant's done this all the time. Mm. But nobody likes continued greatness. We like new greatness. Mm. We like the you know something else to come along to be like yeah yeah, yeah that guy's great look well, this new guy over here it's like but that guy's gonna get his ass whooped by the original great guy so I just think like the center position it's just it's so like like I said I would probably take any all star guard over probably the best center in the NBA and I would like if you're honestly asking like who I'd rather have in a seven game series like Embiid or like Mitchell or like Chris Paul like come on oh yeah I'm taking Chris Paul obviously but but nobody I but you got to think when people start the season I guarantee you everybody had Joel Embiid over Chris Paul everybody I mean you could rank him as a better player but that's not who you would rather have and I think that's my point yeah which actually gets to the the next point my next take take number four, four. take number four take number four. And when I say I'm not going to call centers irrelevant, I'll say this. The Defensive Player of the Year award, completely pointless. It's the most pointless award, probably in sports. Next to, like, um, you know, if there was, like, an Assistant Coach of the Year award would be, like, the only other award I can think. Like, Trainer of the Year. Mop, uh, floor Mopper of the Decade. Like, like remember when they put uh, the, the charge referee, that guy, yeah. with, with Joey Crawford? Crawford? When he went to the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> that's about as 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 useful as the defensive player of the year award. First of all, the last like five winners can't guard anybody. Like I talk about Rudy Gobert especially, and it's I'm sorry, Rudy, you're just the most recent, so you're gonna have to take this a little bit. Like, who has he ever locked down in a game? Who has he ever went, my God, Rudy's all over Giannis right now. Rudy's all over LeBron James. Look, the play that he guarded Steph Curry, that's the defensive play of the year. He made him look like an idiot. I mean, I get your point, but people still do get cooked, even if you're defensive player of the year. Like, Ben Wallace got Rose on, you know. Draymond hit the deck sometimes. I, Draymond again? Who did Draymond ever lock okay, up? Okay, once again, I see your point. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'm just saying that you're allowed to have a bad play. Like, I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi hit the deck. All right, fine, a bad play. So let's, 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 let's look at it this way. When we look at, like, who's the MVP, right, or who's the best player in the league, a lot of times people say, who would you want to have the ball in their hands in the last minute of the game, right? right? You know, people come to mind, Durant, Steph, LeBron, Kawhi. These are all guys that you would be comfortable with winning MVP and comfortable with that last shot. Yep. Name a single defensive player of the year who you would want guarding any of those guys for the last shot. Not a damn one. Yeah, I don't want to go bear on. Have Rudy, on, yeah, have Rudy on Kevin Durant. Yeah, Good luck. I don't want that. You're done. <laughs> That's a blow by. <laughs> it's a blow by. It's a three. It's a dunk. You're getting killed. Same with Draymond. Yeah. You want him guarding Steph Curry? Thank God he doesn't have to. Yeah. You want? I don't you, want him guarding any of those guys at all like, for the last possession. I've seen the LeBron bully him so many times. And I just think <laughs> it's like, I think what they should do. And if they really want to have a defensive player of the year, Yusuf and I was talking about this. Shout out to Yusuf Horn. If we, if they're going to have a defensive player of the year, why don't they do a best offensive player like they do in the NFL? I think if they did best offensive player of the year, it would solve all of these who got robbed in the MVP race things. Yeah. Because you can argue Steph Curry was probably the best offensive player for probably like four straight years. Easily. You know what I'm saying? But was he really the MVP? Absolutely. Probably not. No. Maybe once. The 2016, you can't. 73-9, yeah. like, you give it to him. But, like, MVP. He was no. He was never more valuable than Harden LeBron. was never an MVP, but yeah. he was easily the best offensive player. Oh, yeah. Has been probably the last three years. Last year, I was like 36. Dude, he's easily the best offensive player in the game right now. And I think this year it would solve that because you give Giannis best offensive player, but the MVP is LeBron James. Uh, easily. It's like okay, so if you're gonna do defensive player of the year, I think it, I just think it would solve all of those. Like, how are you gonna give this guy MVP with this guy? It's like okay, now we can really divide it. I've never even thought about that. You don't. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why does why does, it makes total sense to me? Yeah, it does. Because there's guys that have these breakout offensive years. Like, how can you not give him MVP? It's because he honestly was not the MVP. He definitely was the best offensive player. Mm. Like people think, and I don't agree with these people that Harden should have like three or four MVPs. I'm like, you guys are insane. Because he averaged 30 points a game for three years in a row? Like he, like the year Russ averaged triple-double. Give him the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I was not with that at all. But he's not the MVP. No. Like, come on, man. But team won 40-something games. 46, I think. Barely made the playoffs. Yeah. But he averaged a triple-double, and it was a big moment, and, so you give it to him. And that's huge. That's a great individual accomplishment. But that's that doesn't make your team any better. That doesn't make you the most valuable player. At all. And it's I I just think the defensive if if you're gonna I think a you either get rid of the defensive player of the year because let's be honest in in this day and age nobody plays defense every final score is like the final score of the 2006 All Star game like these guys aren't playing defense the pace of play is different the officiating's different and guys aren't rewarded for playing really tough defense in fact they're almost punished yeah so it's like you got a guy Rudy Gobert's your defensive player of the year because why he averages. 
because uh, re- because his defensive rating's high, which is you know blocks and rebounds are weighted heavily on that stuff. Yeah. Does any of that contribute to like that's who you want on Durant? That's who you want on LeBron? Of course it doesn't. No. The only player that I can remember of recent years that has won it that I went, I'd like to take my chances with that guy. It was Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's like you know what. This game isn't about defense anymore, but I'll take my chance with Kawhi Leonard on oh, all these guys. If, yeah. if he gets beat, good for you. Yeah. If but if he doesn't, it's because he's Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. these guys, like if Rudy got a stop on these guys, like he missed. Yeah, exactly. You're at the will of these guys, like Steph, like Harden, LeBron, Durant, dude. You're at the mercy of these guys. They're gonna do whatever they want against Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Mark Gasol, and Tyson Chandler. Give me a break. Just get rid of it, or give me an offensive player of the year. NBA, give me a call. <laughs> my my final my final and f- my fifth and final take, excuse me, is going to have to be about the conferences and the way that everyone talks about. Man, the Western Conference—it's the deepest thing I've ever seen. It's deeper than the depths of hell itself. Every team one to fifteen, you're going to have a series of your life. People, have you seen my sons lately? People. There's, they've finally won over 20 games for the first time since <laughs> 2014. And it only took them, like, what, five top uh, five picks to get it? I'm like, please, people. <laughs> we got Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson. You scared of that? I said, oh, we can't win anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. Look, and it might be different now. I think the conferences are, I'll, I'll admit they're a bit more even now. But I think for, like, especially, like, the last four or five years, which is a lot of times when people are saying, like, the conferences were so lopsided, I think. Both conferences were top heavy. Like you, you, you got to think when LeBron was still with Cleveland, you had Cleveland, and d- disrespect them or not, like Toronto wins fifty to sixty games a year. You can you can kill them that they run into LeBron and lose every year, but in the exact same token. Yeah, what I was gonna say about that is remember LeBron left and went to the West, and then Kawhi did the same thing. It was somehow the East got stronger. Yeah, that, I don't, How did that make sense? I don't know how that makes the, sense. Those are the guys you tell me are one and two. And, <laughs> right. uh, nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, Kawhi and LeBron both out of the East. I think the East might actually be better than the West this I'm year. Like, you're full of, like, how are we doing this? <laughs> why? Why, are, why do we flip-flop like this? It doesn't make any sense. And, like, because you have, yeah, like, like we saw the Raptors, they're, no, they're not a team that get beat by LeBron every year. But the Houston Rockets get beat by the Warriors every year. That's a hell of a squad right there. <laughs> I'll tell you what they get. They get mollywopped by the by the Warriors every year. By God, they're a squad. Like what, it's the same thing. Man, Nene was out there. He was hustling. Nene, yeah. <laughs> Look out for Big Ryan Anderson over there, boy. He would have had some moments if he'd made the finals. Like, give me a break. And then after those two teams, what you had, Durantless Oklahoma City, <laughs> Portland Trailblazers, who either will make it to the conference finals or get swept by the Pelicans the first round. If. If the Blazers are making the conference finals, it's not that deep. something's wrong. Something's man. off, man. I, I'm sorry, like they they just they're not that good. They have a great player and another complimentary piece, but you you shouldn't be losing to Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> <laughs> the prince has arrived. Shout out to the prince has arrived Aminu. Oh man. So those are my those, that's 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 my essential right there. And 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 you know maybe in a few years it might change. You know LeBron might retire. You know, Steph might actually. My God, they might look. They might eliminate the two-point shot, and I'll be like, "Well, I guess he did change." <laughs> a center will be MVP and Finals MVP. You know, the Defensive Player of the Year will win a Game Seven in the NBA Finals. What's the one you think you could be like? You're most likely to be wrong about. Most likely to be wrong about probably. Um, probably the Steph change the game thing. Yeah, I think that's the one that I. It's just it seems too early. Mm-hmm. 
maybe we're more like old crusty men. I'll be like, oh, I was an idiot. He really did do it. He, he, was, he was lighting them he up. Was <laughs> <laughs> Everything's different now. <laughs> but I, but like honestly, like I can't see a center leading his team to the finals. Like if Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year again, I'm just gonna be like, oh my god. Did he even make the All Star team this year? I have no idea. So the best defender in the league isn't even good enough to be an All Star. He's not the best defender in the league, but that's your point. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. And again, it's, I I just think it's like, it's like one of the only awards where it's like the only way you can really measure it is analytically, mm-hmm. and it just it takes away from it. Like Rookie of the Year is really easy. Yeah. Who had the best rookie? Year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, six man's really easy. Who was the best guy off the bench? Coach of the Year is easy. Who had the most? Evan wins. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's very, very easy to vote on these guys. But then, Defensive Player of the Year, it's so, like, defensive rating, defense box plus minus. It's like, dude, you watch the games, you media members. Mm. Who is the best? You see it every night. Even, it, like, Coach of the Year, did that matter? Dwayne Casey won it and got fired. It got, <laughs> got the boot. And maybe for the right, for for good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was I was like, that's a terrible move. And then they yeah. win the finals. Like, well, you know. Yeah. Man, I just yes, but I think the uh, yeah, the, the Steph one could probably come back to bite me. But uh, I'm sticking with you. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, I, we've talked about this before, and I feel like I disagreed more then than I do right now. And I don't know what changed there, but because uh, you're on my platform now, I don't think that's what it is. I've I've really polished out this take, and no. it's 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 in its finest form now. If I had something to tear down, I'd tear it down. Please, I, I'm just saying I don't. Okay, I like, <laughs> I was, take your best shot. I was like, I don't fully agree with that one. But what's the, what's the one thing we disagree on the most? Oh, I know what it is. It's, it has to be Anthony Davis, right? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna call you out. This man said some blasphemous stuff about my boy AD. I'll say it right here. You call me out. Go for it. All right, look. <clears throat> Here's the thing, people. Anthony Davis is great. Here, that's, that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm such a hater. Oh, my God. It's like, I have said a word. No, I'm not saying you. Yeah. But people, like, I'll make, like, a, a generalization or a take on people. You're such a half an hater. I'm like, dude, I don't really hate this guy. Like, I don't. I want to hate Anthony Davis. He's great. But when we're talking about, like, and you know what it really comes, you know what it really stems from? These people that, like, Oh, like, LeBron can't be MVP or, you know, whatever. Like, oh, he's got all this help. He's got a top five player on his team. Listen to me right now. He's not a top five player. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think he's a top five player with the injuries, and I definitely don't think he is once everyone's healthy. And we, and I, see, I I, I cooled on this a little bit when I said it at first, because you got upset when I said Luka Doncic is better than him. No. Look. And he will be. He just isn't right now. I think defensively, you can easily say AD has laps him. I got it. But he plays both sides, and Luka doesn't. Yeah, but like offensively, Luka is so good. And here's there's the Steph Curry stuff right there. Steph's never been a great defender, but he's so effective offensively and that it doesn't. But he's accomplished something. I mean, what, yes, yes, this is this is true. He has accomplished many things. But I mean, the like. Luka in his second year, 30-10, and 10, leads the team to the playoffs for the first time, I believe, since 2014. Uh, since they had Tyson Chandler and Chandler Parsons. What a ooh, squad, dude. Ooh, ooh, this is no good We like Tyson Chandler. We don't like Chandler Parsons. Hell no. And I think Monte Ellis is there. I love Monte Ellis. Those, no. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are my favorite teams. I was like, Monte's great. 
Shout out to Monte Ellis. Uh, I don't hope you come back to the league, but I hope you sign to the big three somehow so I can see you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I just, like, and it's also another one of those, like, just like you watch the games. Like, who has a bigger impact on the games between the two? And, but what I can say to you is, like, obviously now LeBron has the most impact for the Lakers. So I don't, I'm not just talking about, like, on the team. I mean, like, if you just had the two of them by themselves. Like, who would have a bigger Davis impact? Davis and Doncic? Yeah. It's funny you say that because I know Davis and have a ton of success, but we only have a little bit to measure Doncic right now. You're right. And so that's part of the argument that I use against you. But in fairness to that point, I've said I think Jason Tatum could possibly be already a top 10 player in the NBA, and that would be moving him ahead of people that have probably done more than him. Maybe, actually, I don't know. Conference finals. Some well, if you want to just that. go by numbers, Anthony Davis is right there with him. He's better than Tatum's. Oh, with Tatum. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm, but I'm saying, if, when you look at numbers with Doncic, it's not that. It's actually, like, favors Doncic a little bit. The assist part, but, I mean, you just flopped assist and the rebounds. He scores 30 points a game, too. But that's two more points than Davis, you know what I mean? But it's still... It's like splitting hairs, isn't it? Uh, it would be if, like... I just think it's... Uh, I don't know, man. I And then Davis gives you the defensive stats, too. And doesn't get cooked by every white guy in the perimeter. So to start your team with, you'd rather have Anthony Davis over Luke If Davis. I'm going forward, no, I want Doncic. But I'm saying right this second, Anthony Davis is still the better player. How long will it take for him to pass him? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen people go up and down quick. You know, I mean, if Doncic keeps this up, then he'll be the best player by far, won't he? You know. I mean, I was like, but, <laughs> you'd hope, yeah. Yeah, but I uh, hope. Well, by next year, really, they need to be probably a top three seed. That, it, sh- that needs to be his next step. And it'd be hard to measure if the Lakers win the championship. They're not going to knock down Anthony Davis. At least I won't. No. For being the second guy in the championship team. Kyrie Irving was almost a top five player, right? And that's all I heard. You know, uh, Kyrie hit the big money shot. All, you, we can we can go on to my absolute. And I don't believe that at all. Just, I was lasered in on my Kyrie yeah. takes, and everybody thought I was insane. I was all oh, that. Zach doesn't know what he's talking about. Here I am, and Kyrie's busting things up <laughs> everywhere. <sighs> at least it's finally for the right reasons this time. That's probably the take I'm most proud of. Do you have a take you're most proud of? Most proud of? Like, one that you're like, man, I called it. You know, off the top of my head, I don't think so. I think I have your favorite and least favorite. I think they're the same one. Which one is that? Dragon Bender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, okay. <laughs> for about two years, Dragon Bender, because we usually, because we're just huge sports nuts, we're always checking, especially for our teams, if we knew we are going to have uh, like a top like a top overall pick, we're always going to look at the mock drafts, who we're going to get, who's the guys in college, who's maybe someone from overseas. And every single year, for two years straight, Phoenix Suns take Dragon Bender like in like the third or fourth pick, and TJ looked at me like a year in advance. He said, "Zach, Dragon Bender, that man's gonna be a Phoenix Sun." And sure enough, man, draft day comes along with the fourth pick. The Phoenix Suns select Dragon Bender. Oh. I went, "Oh my god!" It's like it's hurt. It, it hurts even more. Like when you could see it coming from that far away, <laughs> you just know and, it. Like you hope they trade the pick. You yeah. hope this guy just drops out of the draft. Because that man was born to be a Phoenix Sun. He was born. And sadly, for the wrong reasons, because he fit right in with the rest of the bums we had. <laughs> but I was like, goodness. And he was horrible. That was my fear of Frank Nilakina. When I saw I was like, that's totally a Cuban pick, right? Or that's a Don Nelson pick. I'm like, oh, I mean, God, but you got Dennis no. Smith, who we loved. Who and, somehow was just as bad. And now they play together. And he plays behind a Tilakina. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a that's like a fan thing. Like, like just play him. Because people will want to see him. Like, he's yeah. not any good. And actually, I think DSJ's just kind of played his way out of a lot of situations. Yeah. With just kind of, I don't know much, but just from what I've heard, like his attitude issues. And, and everything. Turnover machine. That, too, is not great. 
and just like I, and I remember you told <laughs> I'll get to my take in a minute but you told me like the, pretty much the first game that Luca played was him and DeAndre Aiden first game and you texted me and said he's literally already your best player yep and I was like oh, wow I, and I was on that one. I told you, Luca. You were no, and I was dead wrong. I I remember I was sitting in the draft that day when we were watching Dakota and I were watching. Shout out to Dakota with, and um, it was uh we we drafted. They said if the Mavs draft Trey Young, they'll trade it to Atlanta, and Atlanta will send him Luca Dodgers. I was like, come on, just draft Mo Bamba, man, just do it. I was <laughs> like, don't. And I'll get to why I didn't want. You don't him. even like centers. I'll get to why yeah, I didn't okay. want the Luca pick in a minute. <laughs> So I was like, no, dude, don't do it. Because I'd watch tape on him. I'm like, I just don't know, man. He seems slow and like kind of, not fat, but like kind of like biggish. You know, I was like, he's not getting these shots off in the league. He's not going to get that kind of separation against like NBA. I was no way. Yeah, could I have been more wrong? But the reason that I was apprehensive about it was because of my worst sport take probably ever of all time. And that was the good old Mario Hazonia. <laughs> Listen, this guy had me convinced. I was like, he's the truth. He is going to dominate. He is going to take the league by storm. He does everything. He can shoot. He's athletic. He can pass. Oh, my. He's dunking on people. And, like, I was like, this guy's amazing. Oh, I can't wait. But what did I say? I, I, this isn't even a good enough reason. But I did say, I really hope he doesn't go to the Magic. Gets drafted to Orlando. I went, yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't want anyone to go there. It's really. If you're, if you're a rookie and you see Sacramento or Orlando, you're like, eh. Hey, sorry, Daron. The Magic, man. Oh, Daron. I know, I know you're listening, but... We love you, but God, the Magic are terrible. They are the worst <laughs> playoff team in the playoffs right now. They're terrible. Which, it doesn't even make sense how they're that bad. Aaron Gordon is a fine player. Nikola Vucevic is damn near an all-star, and I think is. But you said centers don't matter, so does that matter? Here's your point, yeah. Uh, that's you, my point, though. If he's, you're almost an all-star center, you don't even matter. That's true, and he's yeah. our best player. Exactly. So. Man, he's that makes sense. They got your boy Markel Fultz, though. I mean, I do like Fultz. They did him wrong, and I'm I, sorry. I'm sticking with that, dude. But I'm not going to fall in love with... What were the pack pack ten that he played in? He was still put and his jump. Or I get where you're coming from with that. Like maybe he shouldn't have been the first pick, but his jump shot was not that broken. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they did. Caught the yips, man. I told you that thing. That I read about that motorcycle Midas crash. Motorcycle accident, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. It would make some sense. <laughs> he caught the yips, but um, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Mark. I don't know what happened. They did you wrong. Like, he can't play. That's not fair. He was on the Anthony Bennett trail for a minute. Yeah. We were like, well, he's no. not on that anymore. No, no. no I'm not saying he is anymore, but for a minute there, we were like, yeah. no, no. When, like, he could not get it to fall. Man. Well, Anthony Bennett went, like, two weeks of NBA basketball without making a field goal. <laughs> That's horrendous. That's tough. I no one overall pick. I could have done that. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bet you, I bet you all Depot was sitting back in the green room like, that was a bad draft, though. That was terrible. So yeah. bad. If Oladipo's the best you got out of the whole draft. I mean, he, and I like Oladipo, but... That's that. Not yeah. good. Nerlens Noel. Hey, I wanted him, too. I did. I was like, he's the guy, man. Yeah. Cavs need him. And um, wrong, wrong again, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. All those picks are wrong. You can't get any right. Yeah, so. you really... <laughs> you got to take Vic number one, and then everyone else is like... Eh. Who cares? Yeah, right. And like, he'll be off the roster in three years. <laughs> <laughs> And then trade it again to somebody else. Yep. We got to do, I want to do top ten, and then we're going to do predictions for the season. Okay, okay. All right, so right now, the way the playoffs, if, oh God, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still not convinced it's going down. I think this bubble thing's going to burst. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be the optimist. You can be the optimist. I'm the real optimist. <laughs> we can call ourselves words. 
What are words? <laughs> Shout out to Chris Medina. All right. So right now, the way the East is structured, since, by the way, there's only six teams guaranteed in the conference, in the playoffs for the East. What do you mean guaranteed? So. Oh, I see what you're saying. The last two are not locked. The last three. Oh, because the Wizards. The Wizards. They're not getting tech- in. No, of they're like six behind, are they? Right now, the East is Milwaukee at fifty-three and twelve, Toronto at forty-six and eighteen, Boston at forty-three and twenty-one, Miami at forty-one and twenty-four, Indiana thirty-nine and twenty-six, the six seed Philadelphia. Who is the three seed? The Boston Celtics. Yeah, they'll kill. And the Philadelphia Sixers have thirty-nine and twenty-six. Now, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, and Washington all have also been invited, but are all not all guaranteed in the playoffs. 30 and 34 are the Nets, 30 and 35 are the, the Magic, and then the Wizards have 24 and 40. All eliminated officially Charlotte, Chicago, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, and Cleveland. That's the Eastern Conference. West is the same. Six teams are in. There's a bunch of teams fighting for this. This is why I don't like this whole dumb concept of the play in tournament because you've got number one, 49 14 Lakers, number two, Clippers, 44 20. Number three, the Denver Nuggets, 43-22. Utah Jazz, 41-23. Oklahoma City Thunder, 40-24. Houston Rockets, same record as the Thunder, 40-24. Outside, not officially in. Dallas Mavericks, 40-27. Memphis Grizzlies, 32-33. And, and all also invited Portland, 29-37. New Orleans, 28-36. Sacramento, 20-36. San Antonio, 27-36. Phoenix Suns! 26-39, and officially out of contention, Minnesota and Golden State from top, from first to worst. Oh, man, we were so close to that Minnesota border. We should, we should, I wish we weren't in it. Like, we don't deserve to go. We, You're up seven games on Minnesota. Okay, we're horrible. <laughs> like, we actually have a chance to make the playoffs? Do, look, there's your question. What of those teams have a chance to make the playoffs? The Suns, they don't. So you're taking them off the board immediately. And take the Wizards right off, too. Look, Brad Beal, you're my guy, my support. That team, when you're starting Isaac Bonga... Let me ask you this, though. What if John Wall's back and he plays? He's not going to play. You don't think? No. Why not? Because he's just not going to. Like, they don't have anything to gain, really. Even if they made it, what, are they going to get trounced by Milwaukee? Is, <laughs> is he that good after an injury? I don't think so. I mean, so. would you rather miss the playoffs than to get trounced in the first round? Yeah, I'd rather miss it. If I'm them, for sure. Maybe you get lucky in the lottery, because you're not going anywhere. Has the 14th pick ever jumped that huh? Maybe not to number one, but maybe it's jumped up to three. I don't know. Do you know the Mavericks have never moved up in the lottery ever? Well, you got some decent draft picks from here and there, you know, so. Did you know the Mavericks have never moved up in the lottery ever? I mean, what have we done? Even moving up doesn't mean anything. You'll still take trash. <laughs> I'm so glad we moved up to number that's four not, to take Josh up. Jackson. That's messed up. Moved up to take trash. We don't, eh. The only reason we take trash is because we have trash picks. But I mean, but I mean, at least when you're in that 14 range, you're not going to get like crucified for taking someone that doesn't pan out. The Suns keep or keep drafting the top five and walking away with nothing to show for it. You can't draft these gentlemen. What pick was Booker? He was uh, 13. Uh, there's your steal. It, that's what I'm saying. But like, we wouldn't have got killed. Boy, if, he's if, is he steal really? I mean, he's stealing your money. I mean, when <laughs> at least he's something. Okay. That's true. Because without him, we got a whole lot of damn nothing. Uh, with him, you got nothing. But, but I mean, yeah, let's Ila Okobo. Let's give him the ball. 
Yeah, let's get let's let's do that thing. You need to get Goran Dragic back. Is what you need. Yeah, to that was do. my guy. Hey, that's the he. Hey, he's he could he should have been Sun's lifer. I mean, he's not. He, I mean, he had the thing with Zoran. Remember? And oh the, my god! And now they don't they don't like him anymore. So Zoran Dragic. And he was Garbo. <laughs> uh, he might as well play for Swansboro High School because oh, he was no good. Shout out to Swansboro High School and the impeccable athletic program that they host <laughs> over there for the basketball team. So you're taking Wizards right out of the gate. Yeah. What do you think the chances the Orlando Magic have against the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh, they don't have any sort of chance. I mean, they have, they're going to have every home game and still win the least amount of oh games. Oh, my God, that's true. But, and still win the least amount of games. <laughs> but you know what's the funny thing about that, though? I know there's no fans that are going to be there. I think Orlando actually has the worst fan base in the NBA. I mean, who wants to go there? It's a basketball game. Isn't, it, isn't that fun? I mean, I'd rather do anything else in Orlando than go watch those guys oh, play. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not. But still, if like, you live in Orlando, you'd go into Magic. I'm games. a basketball fan. Okay, but they have basketball games, apparently, and like something happens there, and there's the, just like the Heat. So, or yeah. tro- or they had trouble selling when LeBron was in the stadium. So, wow. arena, excuse me. But yeah, like I guess when there's a lot of bars and you know, but beaches. even even their best days, like in the 2000s or end of 2000s, would be like, yeah, let's go watch Jameer Nelson play. <laughs> Let's go watch Turkaloo. Turkaloo. Rashard Lewis play. Oh, boy. And Courtney Lee, that guy can flush him. That guy really can do something. So you might be right about the worst fan base thing, but I don't know what. I really think they do. I just, like, anytime, like, like, uh, they do, like, put, like, highlights up of some crazy thing that happened, like, Evan Forney hits a game winner, and, like, everyone's just like. That's Florida, man. They they don't appreciate it. Everyone's like, yeah. It's like, dude, get hype. You won the game. Yeah, there's, like, high-fiving on the bench, you know. like, cool. Yeah, shaking hands. (laughs) Right on. I almost missed that one, though. Yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, we won. Oh, no. Okay. They should get, be shocked. They don't win many of those. You guys want to go to the beach? Is that what people, want? Is that what people in Orlando do? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You Floridians, write in and tell us what you do. <laughs> all you, all my fans in Florida, I got a ton. <laughs> uh, I mean, Evan Fournier is one of them. <laughs> so, no chance, no chance for Orlando Magic. They're the overwhelming home crowd favorite. <laughs> no, no chance. Winning at a, nothing. I love that that it's that they are they're gonna be home home field advantage the only team in the entire playoffs they can honestly say we're home man and it's it, not gonna be it's anything. like one of those things too where like even like if you were like to play the Lakers or the Clippers like they might just slack off and you might steal a game just because they're lazy like Orlando did against Toronto last year you know what I mean like that team is just like oh we don't want but Milwaukee all they do is play hard that's really it's true they're just gonna come in there and kill you all they do is just like to ransack people exactly like so you know Giannis is about the try harding is try hard he made the All Star game competitive for once that's how actually, that's how hard he tries he actually did it's true so so you got Durantless Irvingless Brooklyn. Versus the reigning champions, Toronto Raptors. That ain't going to be pretty either. That's going to be ugly. Spence Spence and Dinwiddie, it's your time to shine. Probably a sweep, five at the most. I don't give them a game. (laughs) No way. Toronto is, they're so good, surprisingly good. Like, they've got no business to be that good, but they're very good. Yeah, going to be cooking them. Well coached, just a good, like, deep team in Brooklyn. God, even with their best players, they got problems. They don't even have Dedrick Jordan, do they? My God. Not that he matters. I mean, (laughs) fair enough. Uh, you got Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. I'm going to assume we're both taking the Celtics. I very much so okay. taking the Celtics. I think it's a fun series, but I think the Celtics get a stranglehold on them. Yeah, like you would want to say they definitely have the talent to play seven games, and honestly should be able to go either way, but Boston would probably win in six. Yeah, you're probably right. And then the final first-round matchup, you got Indiana and Miami. You know, I might shock you. I think I'd probably take Indiana. You know what's funny about that you say that? I don't think I would, but it's like that's a perfect, like, the two overachieved teams yeah. meeting up. 
because uh, like the fact that both those teams have better records than Philadelphia, insane. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that is absurd. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no excuse for it. Yeah, not at the all. The Pacers, what, they get 10 games out of all of Debo this year? Yeah, if that. And almost was, won 40 games. And he was horrible. Terrible. Yeah, I had him on Jeremy team. Lamb. Demontis Sabonis. Hey, he's good. You'll get some banged on Joel Embiid, yeah. <laughs> Winning less games than Demontis Sabonis. Look, and I hear you, Lamb. but they're just a good coach good team. Grief. And both the Heat and the Pacers are. I really don't know. Like, uh, we I would, talked about Jimmy Butler last night. He's the strangest superstar in yep. the league. Mm-hmm. Puts up, like, Andrew Wiggins' numbers, but with, like, Kawhi Leonard effectiveness. Yep. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> how do you win games like this? It doesn't make any sense. And he makes trash cans look comparable. Bam's good. I said, okay, he's not a trash can. There's other guys in that team. <laughs> Tyler Harrow. Uh, I, I'm not going to go that far. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to kill Tyler Harrow. Just stop talking about him with, like, John Rands, I was, and Luka Doncic. My God, please. And obviously they're not trash, but, like, did you know about... Uh, Duncan Robinson or Kendrick Dunn? Because I didn't. I. Uh, but they got that Jimmy Jimmy Butler's. I actually kept a close eye on the rookie race because I had to prove to people that Tyler Harrow is nowhere near the top five best rookies nor in the sh- class. Nor should he be, but. Thank you. But I mean, he's still a nice player. RJ Barrett is so disrespected. Well, his team's garbage, that's why. And? But that's why he's. He's still had a good year? I'm just telling you why. Uh, what was it? Rui's team is garbage? Well, yeah. Wait, that team's that team is horrible. Uh, Eric Pashaw's team is garbage. It's one of the worst okay, teams in the league. Okay, but he's only even mentioned because everyone got hurt. He had a good year. Okay, but he was playing with okay, he was playing with Dragon Bender in the hey, lineup. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the Warriors are starting Pashaw and Dragon Bender for a moment. <sighs> that's, that's no good. That's that's tough. That's no good. And Draymond Green. And my like, boy Kai Bowman was on the team too. And Kai, Bo- shout out to Kai Bowman, man. I was like, but he's not Steph Curry. No disrespect. Is it? Steph Curry on an Onslow County level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I know you can hoop, man. I, I was on the court, but come on. This team was Garbo. So there's your first-round matchups for the Eastern Conference. The yep. West. So you took Miami and I took Indiana? I'll, I'll go with Miami, Okay, yeah. so that's all we've Butler gets it done. Yeah, but right, that's fine. Um, who Who's getting the eighth seed in the West? The eighth seed? I would pick Memphis just because they basically the other teams have to go undefeated. Or the Grizzlies have to go defeated and not win a single game. <laughs> For this to happen. Aren't they up at least three games on everybody? The Grizzlies are three and a half games ahead of Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento. So let's do the hypothetical. They're just playing each other. Yeah. So even if Memphis beats Portland one time, that puts them four and a half games back. That's true. You know what I mean? So That's like, I, I would just take that odd. Like, those odds right there. Like, and I was saying that too. Like, and God, we know now especially. Like, we were, like, I wondered all you like, what the hell's wrong with Portland? And we looked at that roster last night. Yeah. Is it Wenyan Gabriel? Wenyan Gabriel. Moses Brown. Oh, I'm impressed. Oh, my God. That Mario Hazonia. That Horde guy we didn't even know. I don't even know his name now. Exactly. Jalen Horde. J- uh, shout out to Jalen Horde. I thought it was Kevin, see? If your name's Kevin, shout out to Kevin Horde. <laughs> but if your name is Kevin, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, I completely agree. Like, I don't even know the point. Are you in this whole conspiracy of they're doing it to get Zion in the game? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I was like, how would you even... Why would you bring so many teams if you weren't? Exactly. Uh, there's. You a, went all the way to San Antonio and Phoenix? Yeah, sure, come on. Yeah. But Easter Conference got one team? Yeah. Not, it's not going to change. Knock it off. And by the way, the fact that the Mavs aren't a guarantee in, they're like eight games ahead of the Grizzlies. Yeah. Which puts them almost... Over ten games ahead. They of would have to lose every single game in the Grizzlies and Blazers, which I don't. All. I don't know if it's possible because they probably is. have to play each other. So yeah, so the Dallas Mavericks would have to fall off a cliff 
which the only reason, the actually the only reason they fell to the seventh seed was because Luka and, and Przingis both had missed time. Wait, who's the sixth seed? Sixth seed is the Rockets and the uh, Thunder are technically tied for five oh, yeah, and six. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, the Thunder moved up, yeah. Yeah, and the Mavs were top four before Luka went down, and then right after that, KP gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So now that they're both healthy, I mean, they're not losing ten games. No. Even if they went 500 in those games. You really don't even have to win that many. If they went 500, they're still in it. Yeah. Like, so... You said there were eight games ahead of Memphis? Yes. Yeah, so... It's 40 wins to 32 wins. Basically, like, they're... They have nothing to lose. Basically, they're just playing to move up to and not play the Clippers. And just give them a, just give them a, a, the X next to their name, a yeah. guaranteed. I mean, it's ridiculous. They, they just go for. And by the base. way, if I'm a Memphis fan, I'm furious. As you should be. We we spent all year. Jaw had a great year. You know, uh, Triple J had a standout year. Brandon Clark was a great player. Well, I didn't even know who that was before the season. No, no one did. Okay. And all these guys stepped up and had great years and played hard all year just to be like. You got to do it again. Yeah. It's like, man, we we did that already. But we're gonna reward New Orleans for, you know, I don't, or or the Blazers or the Suns. No offense. None taken. They I told 26 you. Twenty six wins. We don't deserve to be the there. The Suns with twenty six wins are competing with a thirty two win team. Come on. I mean, we might compete. They're competing with a forty win team with the Mavericks. We're gonna lose. It's not right. I. I'm not over here being like, I the know, Suns no, need I to know, get in there. I know, I know. I was like, they saying, don't like, deserve but it. But I'm, I'm speaking from a, like, a Grizzlies fan. Yeah. Like, it's, it's preposterous. I was like, and Oubre, like, he's not even playing. So like the Suns, yeah. you, they might as well just, you know, we're good. We'll go All right, home. So with that in mind, you say Memphis. I also say Memphis. What are the chances of Memphis taking down the Los Angeles Lakers? You know, it is, let's just go and say John Morant puts up a 25-10-7, you know, series. A game a game. Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, he's going off. They get swept. <laughs> <laughs> so, best case scenario for them is it's a sweep, but a hard, but a painless sweep. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, you'd give them a game if LeBron's like, yeah, I don't care about these guys tonight. <sighs> That's tough. But uh, they're getting annihilated. I would like to disagree with you, but I also would not like to disagree with you. Yeah. Okay, Clippers, Mavs. Man. As a Mavs fan, you, you're probably thinking you're a little harder on your team. I think it'll be... If it's five or six games, it, it'll at least look good. The games, like, if Maver- if the Mavericks win a game, it'll be like, I could see them win another one. It just is not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like, I like if they keep up this formula, but then the Clippers will just adjust, and then it'll be over. So five, six, Max. Clippers. I don't think they can get a game. Oh, really? Look. You don't think Luka can get scorching? That's why I don't want to play the Clippers, because if any of these other teams, Thunder, Houston, probably get a game over some of these teams, could possibly beat one of these teams. If Luka just has a crazy series. It's the Los Angeles Clippers we're talking about. The Mavericks are the team, obviously, that I watched the most of all year. So I watched their games, played against multiple teams, Nuggets, Lakers. That Lakers game was amazing. God, it's one of the best games I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I'm just here. I just I don't know. I think, I think he's still too young. I you know his first real experience in the playoffs. I know you know he was the big shot in Europe and he won their MVP in the championship. It's not the same. It's not. And uh, you know a lot of <clears throat> what people kind of give Harden mess for is you know the fouls don't show up as much in the fu- in the playoffs. Yeah, Luca's gonna have to deal with that also. Yeah, that's true. Because he's very good at drawing contact. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to get it as many times. Uh, yeah. Someone made the point though that uh, they're that 
if anything, this might be the one year that guys like that could benefit because they want the stars in these games. Oh, yeah. They don't want guys to struggle because they need people to watch. Because these games are going to be going on during NFL games. At least the last two rounds. Will At be. least. So you need guys to be, you know, playing yeah. hot. Yeah, we don't want the Pacers playing you're, the Bucks. You're not watching the Eastern Conference playoff game on a Monday night. Yeah. It's not happening. Everyone's watching football. That would be a horrible Monday night game if oh, I am. Yeah, you're watching football. Let's turn on Jets Jaguars. I'm I'm basketball first. I'm probably still watching football. Oh, me too. If it's like, you know, Raptors, uh, Pacers, like, yeah, that no, would be horrendous. No to watch. thanks. <laughs> I'll watch whatever uh, Monday night games on. Yep. So, man, game at the most. But like you said, I just think the the Clippers make too many adjustments. Adjustments, and I just his time will come. I don't know if it's this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I appreciate you giving us two games though. Um, Houston and Denver, probably the ugliest matchup ever. I can't. This God, is going to be an annihilation. I could care less about either of these two teams. I was like, not even that. Like, Denver does not match up well at all with at Houston. All, dude. It They're going to get ran off the floor. They should. Yeah. I, I would give this five games. Yeah. Houston. I don't see this being very impressive at all. Like, they're just going to walk in there, beat the hell out of them, and go home. <laughs> you, give me the Stephen A. thing. <laughs> Are you talking about the bona fide scrub one, or do you? Oh no, uh, no, no the, you uh, mean that, the other they, one. They will pack their bags and they will go home because, <laughs> like, they're they're. Not, I was, that's all that's gonna happen. Like, I can't see. Like, I like Murray. I like Jokic. Like, I you know I like Harris. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He can't make a shot from anywhere. But um. Yeah, Gary Harden and Westbrook are gonna tear those slow poking centers <laughs> apart. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough four or five games for the Nuggets for yeah. sure. It, it won't be pretty. Final first round matchup: Utah Jazz versus Oklahoma City Thunder. It's actually kind of interesting. I would take Oklahoma City actually, but I could see Utah winning that one too. I think, I think it's a need for both Donovan Mitchell and Chris Paul. You know what's kind of funny? Remember a couple years ago? This is the same series, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, she's the better team. They're gonna win." And then obviously Mitchell. You know, did it to him. Yeah. Now it's like the other way. It's like Utah should win, so I'm picking OKC to win this time. That makes actually a lot of sense, even though it doesn't, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's gonna happen that way. You know what I, I mean? I think I think Mitchell needs it to solidify himself as an actual elite guard in the Western Conference. Like these are the series you have to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the fourth seed. You had a great year. Everything pretty much went your way. They don't have. Did they lose somebody? Did they lose Bo- Bogdanovich. They still have Bogey. I thought the I thought Bohan went down. No. Who am I thinking of? Are you saying someone got hurt or traded? I, I think that he went down. He got hurt. Did he I'm get... pretty sure he's going to miss the season. Oh, if he did, then yeah, that ain't good. So it's not good. But, like, Donovan Mitchell, like, taking the kind of, like, Tatum step where it's like he could be one of the best. I think this is a series you need to win. Yeah. Like, if you get to the conference finals and you lose to, like, Clippers, Lake or something like that. Like, no one cares. Nah, that's not, that's not, we're not going to kill you for that. First round matchup against Chris Paul and the Thunder. They're an overachieving team for sure. Nah, yeah. good squad. And for the same, on the other side of the coin, look, man, Chris Paul, you can't go out in the first round again, man. Yeah. Like, we can't have you lose another first round. I mean, matchup. is his? I mean, no one even thinks his legacy is that great, anyways. They'll just be like, we already knew this. I don't think it'd be that. But bad I for think him. if you can, if he could take this team, a team that nobody thought would win, give him forty wins and a first round win, I think that changes everything. It could. And then, I mean, God, you you link up with one of those teams, you know, in the second round, who knows? I mean, who are we talking about here? Right now, we have Houston, LA, LA. I mean, I know maybe who, maybe you don't, but I, but I know what happens next. That team takes an L. You Is think it? all three of those teams are beating them? No problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, but I mean, 
they wouldn't even play Houston. That would be the interesting one, right? Who who do they get? Clippers, Lakers, maybe. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. Do you want that? Would they play the second seed or the number one seed in the next round? Wait, the who? Seed, the Thunder or the fifth seed? Oh, wait, so they would play the one seed. They put the Lakers. All right, you're going home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dang, that's tough, man. That is really tough. And we've seen them like if you. I know regular season doesn't matter, but I watched those games and LeBron didn't even play and Kuzma had like thirty. I was like, this ain't good, OKC. Okay, yeah, this ain't good. Yeah, you don't you don't want them in really any round, but specifically that one. Yeah. What are your What are your predictions for the rest of the playoffs? So that would leave Clippers, Rockets, and then Lakers, Thunder for me. Okay. Did you have the same one? I believe no. I said I Jazz would go. You Jazz. The, so the, I'm assuming we're still gonna have the Lakers go to the conference finals. But yeah, right. I got no reason to think they can't. Okay. Then on the other side, you had Bucks. Bucks Heat. Is that yours? Yes. And then I have Bucks Pacers. Doesn't matter. Bucks are winning that one. I would think. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Celtics and Raptors. Raptors. That one's kind of tough. That's a fun. That's a fun. That's a good series. I. That's that's probably gonna be the best Eastern Conference series. That might be the best series outside of. Whoever the Lakers play in the conference finals, like I think this is really hard. I mean, like the Celtics are the th- like the team that you probably want to say, Ra- but I don't. don't the, you can't just you can't count them out. No, because that the Raptors could beat the Celtics. You really they really could. That's the thing. They can the Celtics can beat any team in the in the NBA as can the Raptors. And it's kind of funny you said that thing about Donovan Mitchell he needs to take that Jason Tatum step, but we haven't really seen. I mean, Tatum had the playoff run a couple years ago, but. They, that's a fair point. They haven't really played anyone like that's last fair, year. Last year point. he was he didn't show up. No, you can blame Kyrie if you want, but I mean like the Raptors they don't care about that. That's a fair point. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, against my gut, I'll probably still take the Celtics in six, but so you're going with Boston? Yeah, I'll take. Wow. I, I would just I would like to think they could beat him you know at this what? point. I'll I'll also go Celtics because I believe in Jason Tatum. Yeah, I like, think I think this will be. The year that like people like after this season, people are gonna say that guy's top ten player, mm-hmm. and I think that series could solidify it. Because no offense, pff, that next round's gonna be tough. Yeah, you're gonna have some, you have some issues. But you know that, but that's gonna be a big series for them. But it's kind of funny. I would give the Raptors no chance against Milwaukee, but I would give Boston a chance against them. But I'm not even sure Boston could get past. I'm not gonna say the Raptors have no chance against Milwaukee. But like they just don't match up well. I think they have the same chances, or maybe not the same, but like almost as good of a chance. As the same I just think Tatum gives you that boxing chance, you know, like that puncher's chance, because yeah. like he can just go off. But the Raptors don't really have a guy like that. But that Raptors defense was very stifling. To be that, honest, that's like, true. But they still have Kawhi Leonard. They did a Kawhi. So. But I mean, I don't think their defense is gonna completely fall apart. I know, but I just don't want to rely on Serge Ibaka <laughs> down the stretch. You know, what I mean, like I know, obviously it'd be Lowry and Siakam, but I just you know, you know who the real secret is that we're not talking about. Yeah. Full court Fred, baby. <laughs> Full court Fred Van Fleet out of Wichita State had the two-time MVP shaken in his boots in game six. He did. We love him. Yep. So then your conference finals would be... I would I would take the Bucks. Bucks, Celtics, and then Lakers, Clippers? Yeah. So... So, in, in other words, one and two, one and two. Yeah. Man, has that ever happened? Actually, that happens every now and then. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Nah, it's not like uh, college. Wait, no, the Celtics are three. You get... Oh, you didn't say the Raptors. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Celtics are three. Yeah. yeah so, um, I would take uh, Milwaukee over Boston. Yeah. I would say six games tops, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just annihilate them four or five. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say I'll say Milwaukee in six. On the other side, it, it seems very hard to everyone else. I I don't know what about LeBron James. You don't know yet. Look, like Kawhi Leonard, he's a great player. They have a nice team. Yeah. Great all around. Take the Clippers if you want, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to take the Lakers in six games. 
Yeah, it, it's going to be hard when you have LeBron in the conference finals to not be like. I've seen the story. I see this. I've seen the story. And people say, oh, well, Kawhi is the dynasty killer and everything, but I don't know. Well, this dynasty would have to start first for him to kill it, and it's about to, because then they're going to go to the championship. They're going to get the dub, beat Milwaukee in six games, too, and then they're going to be champions with an asterisk, so. (laughs) Yeah, the asterisk (laughs) title, right. The Lakers asterisk championship, but that's how I think it would go. So your finals are? Lakers Bucks, and the Lakers win the six. Six games. I mean, Milwaukee's just talented. They play, like I said, they just play hard. You know what I mean? I think the Bucks got them that first time, but I think when they met them up the second time, it was like we figured you out. Yeah, like this is a reality check. Like, remember when the Mavs beat the Lakers the first time, and it was like, wow, what a great showing for the Mavs. Next two times wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. The Lakers were like, we know what you guys are doing. And then those next two games, Trance just uh, obliterated. I think one game was a buzzer beater. Remember Danny Green? No, they didn't win. That was the game. We lost that game. We lost all three live matches against them. But oh, the first one was close. Oh, I thought you won that game. I don't think we did. I, I thought you won one game against did, them. Wait, I, that, maybe we did? I think you won the first game. The second game was that buzzer beater one. But then in overtime, it wasn't close. And then in the third game, they just it's absolutely... Just like, we figured you out, man. Yeah, I don't know what about that five minutes of overtime we learned, but they, they kept using it. And yeah, so I, th- I think the I think the Lakers will do the same thing with the Bucks. They'll see in the first two games. You might split the first two games. Oh, so you have Lakers beating Clippers? Oh, sorry? You said Lakers beating Clippers, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. So, yeah, the Lakers will Lakers probably split the first two games, and then by game three, the, LeBron will have played Giannis five times this season, and we'll go... Enough of that. I think I know what I'm doing here. Yep. And then, you know, they just... So many guys that play their role so well. And you know what? Chris Middleton's got to be my guy, and I'd step up like I said he could. Yeah, and he won't. And he won't. You can't beat, you can't beat the Lakers by Giannis by himself. You can't do it. They're not going to. You can't. So. Like, Giannis, as great as he is, cannot take them down by himself. No. He's going to have to have a night for Middleton. Got that Pat Connaughton out there working, you know, getting getting going. Eric Bledsoe playing good. You're going to have to have all those guys. Brooke Lopez, uh, you know, really heating up. Yep. And, it's, uh, it's not going to happen. If, if you get Brooke and Robin with 10 points each, you probably win. I would hope. That'd be like the 6th and 7th on the, on the box score. I'd be like... Like, damn, were the Lakers even playing defense last night? Robin <laughs> Lopez had 10 points? Oh, my God. Oh, man. So you, you're you almost completely off social media. You have, like, you kind of use Facebook. You use Instagram, no Twitter. Like, I use, uh, like, Facebook, like, ironically. I just like to see what, people, <laughs> what, what, like, the old people are saying, you know, like, hey, my Confederate flag's flying, stuff like very, that. Very uh, well said. Yeah. I think I'm... I, not even ironically, it's like I had to start my family somehow. Yeah, I'm like, I, like just go on and see what these crazy people are saying about what's going on. In the but world not when today. it comes to Zach of all trades. No, <laughs> then Facebook is an excellent. Oh, absolutely! Tool. You should yes. go there. You know, he'll he'll hook you on Spotify. You yeah, know. get you on Apple Music. We're on Google Play now, man. Yeah, just uh, go out there, check it out. Yeah, and if you can't use any of those, Anchor.com. Yeah. Anchor.com. Just can click we, click the we, link. Can we have a moment to to, to reference Anchor.com? We're take let's take a little quick second. Anchor.com. It's free. It's easy. They make every Everything's so completely easy for you. Upload, you can record your episode on the Spizot, on the app itself. It can track your 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 listens, graph it out over the weeks and times of people that have listened and the stats. What kind of app, listening app, has statistics with it? Who does that? Free. Anchor. For free. <laughs> Download Anchor right now if you're starting a new podcast. Anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot com. Anchor dot com. We love you. Free. <laughs> so, um, 
So I can't. We can't shout you out on Twitter, but you do have an Instagram. You have a a a, a, very, a quite a somewhat successful Instagram page. Uh, I don't know. Like when you say successful, like I, obviously <laughs> I have the one you post your nice little pictures on, and then like I don't even call it a finsta because like, I don't post anything personal on it really. Yeah. But if you want to see people getting clowned on with some good comedy. I have Titanius Jarrus. He's got the little... Uh, Spell it out for the people. T-I-T-A-N-I-O-U-S-J-A-I-R-U-S. Titanius Jarrus. I mean, I'm telling you to like look at it, but chances are I'm not going to accept your follow request because I don't want you to see what I'm posting anyway. Oh, God. So, uh, but you did accept a request from a quite famous man. His name is Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. If you're a big 2K uh, player, you're going to hear some, some dork talking next to Kevin Harlan. And his name is Greg Anthony, and for some reason, he found TJ's Instagram page very entertaining and decided to follow it. I have no idea why. He doesn't like very many posts anymore, but there was a time back then when I first started it. I don't, I've never met this man. I, no. No connection. <laughs> he's I, a, well, for, uh, for, really what he is, he's a former NBA player. Yeah. But he's now like a personality for the NBA. His son, uh, Cole, played for Chapel Hill this past Correct. year. Correct, yes. And I think that's how it happened. It like, has to be. I was just liking some of his posts, yeah. and then Greg Anthony was following me. Maybe he was like, yeah, he, this guy likes my son, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not even crazy, but I don't like Tariel at all. But um, <laughs> it was nice plays. Yeah, and then um, I don't know why he follows it, but hey, Greg, thanks for the support. Shout out to Greg Anthony. Shout out to shout out to anybody listening. Shout out to anybody that follows the Finsta, and shout out to Anchor again. We cannot love Anchor enough. It's a great service. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? No. no. All right, man. Thanks for being on. Of Appreciate you very much. Love you. I love you too. And we will have you back on. I'm sure. Yep. All right, man. Cool. I enjoyed that very much. Cool. All right, want to give a big shout-out again to TJ Foy. Uh, he's been one of my best friends for the longest time. I love any time we can get together and talk about the game. Uh, opinions start flying, but feelings never get hurt. It's always in good fun. Uh, while I have you here, I do just want to also give a quick reminder that this is a fan and listener-supported podcast, so make sure that you like and share on Facebook at Zach of All Traits. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Dose of Zach. And you can always listen to Zach of All Trades wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. If you have any inquiries or you are interested in being a part of the show, go ahead and send me an email at podztt at gmail.com. That's podztt at gmail.com. Thanks!